The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. We're on from 8 to 9 with the weekly Husker Online radio show. We'll give you the latest in recruiting. We'll talk about what's going on with both football, basketball, and we'll probably share a few stories from the inside. It's every Saturday morning right here on 93.7 The Ticket. It's the Husker Online radio show from 8 to 9 a.m. Hey, Steve. Welcome to Great Clips. Great Clips asks, what's the difference between good and great? Come on back and have a seat. Good asks you what haircut you'd like. I have all your details from last time. Would you like the same haircut today? Great already knows. With Clip Notes, we save your haircut details so you can get the same thing as last time, every time. Download our online check-in app today. Great Clips. It's going to be great. Freddy's Frozen Custard and Steak Burgers is all about the good and creating more of it. More drive through celebrations. More weekend traditions. More family dinners and lunches. More car picnics and road trips. More desserts. Maybe more second desserts. More celebrating being together as much as we can. There's always room for more good and more Freddy's. Keep the good going with a taste that brings you back. Action Plumbing, Heating, Air, and Electric always make safety a top priority for our home and office. In under just one hour, their team installed the -the state-of-the-art air scrubber system directly into our existing HVAC ductwork. This technology purifies the air and reduces exposure to common bacteria and viruses, creating a safer breathing environment for my family. Action delivers honest quality services we can count on. To learn more, visit actionlincoln.com. Brokers Insurance Agency is currently hiring full-time and part-time insurance professionals. They will provide you with the training and education to obtain your insurance licenses. Brokers Insurance Agency takes pride in educating clients with the best insurance program to help their clients meet their specific goals. If you're a hard-working, motivated person and would like to discuss a great career opportunity with Brokers Insurance Agency, please call Ken Richards at 402-420-5353 or email service at brokersinsuranceagencyne.com. The team at Brokers Insurance Agency is looking forward to helping you get started with your insurance career. This is Lincoln's home for sports talk on the FM dial. Also online at theticketfm.com. On the internet. KNTK FM first. 93.7 The Ticket. I was in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean when it happened. There was a sudden jolt and our submarine crashed on the seafloor. We were in total darkness. That's Dr. Dejana Figueroa, a marine biologist and STEM teacher, talking about a deep sea dive she'll never forget. It's funny, when I was a kid, I was afraid of the ocean. And there I was, two miles below the surface. But as a scientist, you prepare for that. Using our training and a little creativity, we fixed the sub and finished our experiments. The dive was just too important. Every dive gives us glimpses at things few people ever get to see. Blowing creatures, fiery undersea volcanoes. When we got back to the surface, I kissed the ground and called my mom, of course. But you know what? I wouldn't trade that dive for anything. Dr. Figueroa uses her passion for STEM to discover new things and make the world a better place. She can STEM, so can you. Check out She Can STEM for more stories and inspiration. A message from the Ad Council. 
Live from Cabo Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Featuring former Husker and NBA vet Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! With broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. Welcome to the Ticket Weeknights. Got the club going up on the Tuesday. Got your girl in the cut and she Tuesday. Club going up on the Tuesday. Got your girl in the cut and she Tuesday. Club going up on the Tuesday. Got your girl in the cut and she Tuesday. Club going up. Nobody flipping packs now. That's, hey, that's my bad. Yes. That's my bad. I'm uh normally hey, hey hey this is uh this is all Big Sky normally. Big Sky's got it down to a science, but we're 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 working it He's through. Got it down to a science. We miss Big Sky. I'm telling you, whenever <laughs> we need him, we 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 can't have him. He's like he's like a draft pick that that's always injured, and when he's not playing, he's not participating in mm-hmm. making things go the way we need it to go. Yep, that's all right. Welcome to the Strict Night Show. I'm E Strict. That is Nick, one of the finest men <laughs> on this earth. Nick in the house. What's going on, big baby? Not a whole lot, man. I'm excited. We haven't been able to do a show together. Obviously, you've been doing the, the, the weeknights for a while now, since like August or so. We haven't been able to do one together, so I'm I'm pumped up, ready to ready to do it with you, do a show with you for two hours or so. We'll we'll see how it goes, man. Good, I, good. You, I do hear you. I got you a little low. If there's a way at some point during a break we can yeah. adjust it, it's all good. I still do hear you. But Perfect. listen, welcome to the Strict Nine Show. We thank you for tuning in tonight. We're going to talk a little bit about Husker women's basketball, who is on fire right now. Got off to a wonderful start this year. We're going to talk a little bit about some NFL, the playoff projections, and as well as you know the, the you know how it's kind of formulating. We got a couple of games left in NFL football. We'll talk a little bit about. The bowl games, obviously, everything before Christmas is just is just yeah. one of those things that they throw together. But we're starting to get into the heat of every everything with regards to uh, uh, NCAA football. So we're going to talk a little bit about some projections, talk a little bit about some of the bowl games. What are some good matchups? You know, what have we seen thus far? What to expect? Well, what, what's going to happen possibly in the in the championship playoffs? All of that. We'll talk a little bit about that. Nick has some topics we'll touch on as well. And we'll always get into the Sutter Heyman text line. Any questions that you may have, anything that you may want to discuss, any topics that you feel we've touched on or we didn't go into a little bit deeper, we'll let you tap in on that as well at 402-464-5685. Tell me a little bit about it, Nick. What's been going on with you? Not not a whole lot. Obviously, uh, I, I want to I ask some thoughts on Husker Hoops because – you, you know basketball better than anybody and they're they're struggling sure. and and obviously they've gotten it they've gotten to figure it out a little bit Kennesaw State they they had a little bit better they slowed down the offense they they looked better um and I'm curious on on how important is it now for them to play well right out of the gate of the Big Ten Conference because here's the deal is I'm sitting here thinking they haven't had success in non-conference under the three game or under three years in, in Fred Hoiberg, um, unfortunately. And now, w- when is it kind of time to to see some results with with this coaching staff? Well, the time is definitely now. I think um, 
I think it's I think one of the hardest dynamics of what they they have they had tremendous turnover. So they haven't really had a solid unit by which to grow with to understand what it is like to play in the trenches with mm-hmm. you know those particular teammates on a given night. What it's like to go on the road with the group of guys that you have. So you you have so much turnover that that it makes it difficult to gel, right? right? And and one of the things that's important in any team is chemistry. Yeah. And in chemistry, you understand what your roles are. And 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 it's what I call KYP. It's know your personnel. You get an idea of, of who can do what and in, in, in the timing of things and who's gonna take over when and who's hot and who's not. And and you'll be able to identify those types of things when you're when you're used to playing with it with with guys. Sometimes it can be a frustrating thing trying to figure out those those intricacies that come with with gelling a team. And and that's part of what we've been witnessing. We've been seeing frustration with that. Also, they've been shooting quite terribly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, you know, we talked to uh, me, Bach, and and me and DP. We talk about what they call the recipe. And we've been talking about what those recipes are that that you can put in the mixing bowl that can provide W's mm-hmm. for you on a given night. And we found that those recipes deal with rebounds. If they if they find themselves in a underwater and rebounds to the tune of eight to ten, it's going to be difficult for them because they need possessions. And they're getting they're not getting quality shots. They're getting shots, but not quality yeah. shots. And we understand that with not with not taking um quality shots the the percentages drop it's just it's it's just one of those unless you're just having one of those types of nights so we talked about that we talked about um other things like um um turnovers and you know bad free throws and shooting too many threes and the hustle um you know you got to win the hustle the hustle points the the things you you can control Control, control yeah. what you can control. That, that's one of my favorite sayings: is control the things you can control. And 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 maybe you, you've seen differently. And and I'll let you have your thoughts. Obviously, I didn't mean to cut you off, but no, you know, not the, at all. That, and I, and, and here's know. here's the thing: like that, I kept seeing is that this team a couple games ago and, and consecutive games back to back is they allowed the bad quality shots to affect their play on the defensive side of the ball and, and on that side end of the floor, and that can't happen. Especially when they're at a height disadvantage, when they're not effect- when that's affecting your hustle plays, fighting fighting for rebounds, things like that. Especially when you're undersized. Absolutely, and and with that also is leadership, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> one of their one of their quality leaders is out right now, yeah. and that's Trey McGowan's. And when you're le- losing a, a a quality piece of the puzzle, that is going to scrap, is going to hustle, that is going to provide spark, that is going to dive for loose balls, that is going to defend 94 feet. That mm-hmm. is all those things that Trey does that, you know, is very similar to what I used to do is, is that uh, I would come in and just change the game, yeah. uh, change the speed, the tempo. Um, those types of things are, are missing. You, you, you're, you're kind of trying to see little sparks from Keisei Tamanaga, mm-hmm. but they really don't have that without Trey. And um, I'm hoping that somebody, when Trey comes back, maybe Tabanaga goes to the bench and then he comes off and 
They need somebody that's able to come off and just just change the tempo, change this, you know, just something about the game. Um, and they've got to do things uh, fundamentally sound. They've got to do things that are fundamental with regards to the game. That's making the right p- passes. We talked about uh, Verge sometimes over dribbling or going too yeah. deep and not making the the pass. The pass was two dribbles before you got too deep. You know, so yeah. those are some of the things that that we're hoping that the Kennesaw State game was able to rectify and and make uh, better because we saw that they're going to run a gauntlet. This isn't. <laughs> Yeah, an easy task that they got coming up. They're going to run a gauntlet. Well, and and, and some of those some yeah. of those teams that you have coming up. I mean, Purdue is the first one that always comes to my mind. Where almost every team that Purdue faces is, a, is at a height disadvantage, but especially a team like Nebraska that is already undersized, they're they're going to be even at a, at more of a disadvantage. And that's where those hustle plays are going to allow them to keep competitive and stay competitive in those types of ball games. And one thing I wanted before we get too far off off this this what, what you were just saying in terms of of gelling and chemistry is there any way to combat that other than just it takes time? <laughs> uh it, it it does. So one of the things that they probably weren't able to do that we used to be able to do uh, I, and I don't know, I could be wrong, mm-hmm. but we would use, we, we used to get together in the off season and literally get in the gym and just start competing, scrapping. Uh, we would have older players like Bo Reed and um, Henry T. Buchanan and sometimes um, uh, Cliff Scales or uh, older guys, Rich King sometimes, Bruce, you know, Bruce, when he left and, 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 you know, they would come back and we would just scrap, you know, in, in the gym. And obviously we would try to keep our team or our, our, our units together so that we were finding out each other and, and understanding roles and so forth. But we would also compete against each other too. So uh, they probably didn't get to do that. They, they probably didn't have summer leagues where we would do that. We would put a, get a team together of mostly our guys and we would go play in an Idleman summer league and, and, you know, do those types of things that would help that uh, mitigate some of those things that, that would, um, you can't really do in the season. Yeah. You don't really have a lot of time, right, Nick? You don't really have a lot of time. And when you, you get into the season, it's a grind. You're, you're, yeah, it's a grind. It, it happens very fast. And next thing you know, you're in exhibition games. Mm-hmm. And what scares me though, is how Kennesaw state was just able to, and Kennesaw wasn't a very long team, but how they were out, out hustling, even though they beat them pretty good because they, they shot the ball so well. But yeah. they still out-rebounded them by almost eight, eight or nine. So that's that's scary going into you know the gauntlet of the, the Big Ten that's coming up in front of them. I'm curious to see the what, how Fred Hoiberg decides to not only run mm-hmm. the offense but kind of run the program from here on out for the rest of the way, for the rest of the season, because – there was so much talk about you know him being quick to pull the trigger on guys that took bad quality shots, and and it seemed to have some effectiveness against Kennesaw Bats. State, right? And and there yeah. was there was that I, I'm sure when you were watching it, some of the broadcasters they were making jokes about okay he just he just missed a three is he going to come out? And and it was kind of a, a joking matter, but then if you really think about it, 
those guys took it to heart, and it was something that actually worked. So I, I'm curious to see how he not only runs his, his, his offense the rest of the way, but how he just runs his program, if he's going to keep that mentality going forward. Because it, it, was yeah, something, I, it was something that actually showed results, immediate results. Now, the real question is, is it sustainable for the rest of the season? Sustainable, right. Um, I think it can be. Um, I think losing some of their depth mm-hmm. uh, hurts them, but they still have some some guys that can come in and give them give them some some minutes that can help to yeah. keep that in motion, right? Um, I think some of the stuff that you know, losing Wilhelm definitely with size. I was gonna say size uh, and length. I still think, yeah, the length, the and, size, and being able to step out and, and hit a shot from deep. Yeah, yeah. Andre, I think, is still a little raw. I think he does, mm-hmm. you know, just some things on his his hedges, you know, fouling on his hedges. Yeah. You know, those things like the game before, four fouls real quick. And uh so he's still he's still kind of young and raw in his in his mentality and his understanding of the game. So um uh, but he did some good things when he had some touches. I still think a key component is Walker. They you know, a guy that's shooting almost 80% from the field, he's got to touch that rock. And I think that's what you saw in the Kennesaw State game is they had penetrations deep into the defense, found the guy. So we talked about that in that they found the, the open guy, and usually it was a two-pass. It was a two-touch mm-hmm. shot, good shot. When you get to playing a good teams, good teams are not going to give you a two-touch shot. You're going to have to go to – anywhere between four to six before you yeah. you really get that that good look right so it's a penetration it's a deep penetration it's a kick it ain't that first kick see they were getting some of those first kick you know shots or that second touch shot they're not going to get that when you get good defensive teams and, and high uh high competent teams that you're going to be playing so it's got to be that that drive penetration, whether it be with Walker or whether it be with Verge or, or whoever getting in into the paint, that shot fake and getting deep into the paint, making that next play, making that next pass, maybe back inside or another shot fake with a drive, that next kick to the top, and it'll be that next one on the wing. That's going to be the one that's going to be open or it's going to be that wing, then corner. That's what's going to have to happen. If they don't progress into that, Nick, it's it's going to be trouble. Well, and and one thing that you were kind of saying right there with Derek Walker, it's just important to get him touches, and, and it's just to to yeah. establish him down low. And and he's very shot selective. He's selective on his shots, which isn't honestly a bad thing because he's shooting such a high percentage, and that that also plays a part in why he's shooting such a high percentage is because he's he's so selective in his shots. And he takes a lot of high-quality shots down low. But it's just important to get him touches so that that defense understands that they are able to go to him. They are able to use him as, as a source of scoring throughout the game. And, and that's, that's right. something that gets overlooked is he doesn't even have to shoot it. He just needs to get touches. And they need to keep him involved right, right. from the get-go. Right. And so what, what's, what's happening with that, Nick, is then where they've been, been able to find him is on the, on the, on the screen rolls yep. and he's getting to the basket and he's fine. The scouting reports are gonna they're gonna take that away, mm-hmm. right? <clears throat> so they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna take Walker away from his initial roles. That's why it's gotta be he's gotta go around, come back into him, and that's where he's gonna be able to get those opportunities. He may find a couple of opportunities, but unless they're shooting well, those roles aren't gonna be there. So 
the scouting report's going to take those away. That's when the other the other decision makers have to make quality decisions. When they get switches, what ha- also have to happen with switches is they've got to say, okay, yeah, I've got a mismatch, but I need to get Walker a touch here mm-hmm. because you know he's going to get us a good shot because they've got to either double team or he's going to get a good shot at the basket when he's shooting a high percentage. So those types of situations as well. But being that that like a Purdue is so long that you know them switching on a Walker. It'll be a disadvantage, but I still think they got to take a look at it and see how it goes. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I mean, they face possibly face Ohio State on Sunday because of uh, Ohio State has some COVID things going on in their program, which that's a whole other situation is um, with with college football, I should say. And we're going to talk about that here um, after yeah. we take a break here in a second. But you got college football, so many programs, including five hours before the game begins tonight. The, uh, UCLA was forced to cancel their game against NC yeah, State. NC State was about not happy. Four of them, right? About yeah. three or four. Yeah, and, and there's so many. There's that whole discussion that we can talk about, we can dive into. Um, there's the whole discussion of guys opting out. And, and you look at a guy, and we'll, we'll talk about this in a second, but you look at a guy like Micah Parsons who opted out of a whole year, and now he's very well possibly going to be the defensive player of the year in the NFL. And so it's it's wild yeah. to think about how guys like Christian McCaffrey and Leonard Fournette all started this movement of guys that opted out of non-important bowl games when you're not playing for the national championship or or anything like that. And now it's that's just a norm thing, and, and that's going to be something that, in my opinion, is never going to go away, and teams are just going to have to figure out ways to, to deal with it. Yeah, I, I have to agree. I think uh, the COVID protocols – I think it's it's affecting not only college football, it's affecting all sports right now. Mm-hmm. You're you know, you're finding older guys like Joe Johnson <clears throat> and Joe Johnson and guys like that who are getting opportunities. That's right. You know, you're yeah. Isaiah Thomases. You're gonna find some older veterans that are gonna get get opportunities under these COVID protocols. I also think that, you know, organ organizations like the NFL are kind of starting to try to mitigate that and change that or figure out a way and in order to minimize some of the effects that it can have on a team uh, with regards to that, because um, yes, they got, they have guys. I, I, I actually think that Nick, they should expand probably the, um, uh, their, 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 it's not scout team for um, NFL, but it's their practice squad. Practice, yep. They, they, I think they should allow them to expand their practice squads because that will keep guys in the system understanding Ooh. what it is, how the system works. Because if these COVID protocols kick in, you you want to have a lineman that understands the dynamics and and the ling- lingo and, yeah. and all of the things that are in turn with regards to football. And the same with basketball. I think that's what the basketball has done is they've expanded their rosters. Oh, that, that's really interesting. I had not thought about that. That's that's really interesting. That was something so so simple to do, like expanding the practice squad. That's really interesting, Strick. Um, yeah. So let let's uh, go ahead and take a break. You want to talk college football next? You want to hop into that? Yeah, we're doing college football, man. We'll dig into that. Let's let's do it. All right, let's take a break. After this, we'll come back and we'll get into college football. Me and Nick right here on the Strict Nine Show. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you in a minute. Back to the Ticket Weeknights, featuring former Husker and NBA vet Eric Strickland on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We're back. We're back. 
Yes. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit of uh, NCAA football, what we found today. Today's games, we have Houston and Auburn. Mm -hmm. Everybody was predicting Auburn and SEC team to definitely take that one against the 12-2 and Houston Cougar team. They came up short, 17-13. to And uh, Air Force, uh, the armed forces, have been doing well, playing well, and getting the job done not only for our nation, but also in these bowl games. We see them once again uh, pulling out a squeaker out in the first responder bowl. Air Force in a 10-3 record finished with 31 with Louisville with a 28-point loss by three. Mississippi, <clears throat> Mississippi State and Texas Tech has begun with Texas Tech, the Big 12 also taking care on the onset, the start of this game against another SEC team. They are up 10 to zero. And as we spoke about earlier, the UCLA Bruins game against NC State has been canceled due to COVID situations. Yeah, so just within their defensive line room too. It's only one group. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough to... <laughs> Ain't much stopping you can do when you got dang near the whole defensive line out, baby. No, no, uh, you, can't, you can't put your cornerbacks in on that one. <laughs> no, but the the SEC, I don't know if you saw this trick, the SEC is 0-3 so far in bowl season against group of five teams. And yeah. I'm, I'm happy for it. I, I don't know about – I don't know what your thoughts on the playoff are. I don't know if you're an expansion guy. Maybe we could get into that here in a second. But um, – I, I, do you give Cincinnati any shot against Alabama? <laughs> Let me just say, I'm an underdog rule. Okay, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. I it doesn't matter what what if you're not a team that I played on or played for, for example, in the NBA. If you're not that, then I'm rooting for the underdogs. I am I am a bracket busting type of guy when it comes to that type of stuff. I root for the underdogs in NFL. I just always love that Cinderella story, right? I would definitely say that when you have a chip on your shoulder, when everybody and their mama expects you to take an L, when all of media is like, you've got no shot. And if I'm a dog and I'm playing and I'm looking to now move up to another conference that's mm-hmm. supposedly supposed to be better make a little bit more money i'm trying to show and prove and i'm talking to my team if i'm the coach and i'm i'm in there and i'm drilling down on them about how everybody is saying that you're the worst thing that should not be here and basically let them go out and and make it happen i'm throwing everything at the wind my play calling book is open wide I am trying to throw wrinkles all over the place. Mm-hmm. What you're expecting, I'm trying to do the opposite. So I would say I give them all a chance. I mean, I think I think they're gritty. I think they're hungry. I think in any given opportunity, they have a shot. Mm-hmm. They have a shot. And so I, honestly, to be honest, if you want me to be honest, Nick, yeah. I don't they're gonna win yeah but but I, I'm, I'm i'm gonna throw i'm gonna throw against the wall and say hey they got a shot well what what's something that might be overlooked also their coach stuck around their coach stuck around in this coaching carousel that was unbelievable and one of the hottest names was luke fickle and he didn't leave 
And part of that might be because they are moving up to the Big 12 eventually, but it, it says something about how he feels about his guys, how much he cares about Cincinnati as a university and as a program, but that's also got to give the guys in the room some fuel knowing your coach definitely had some opportunities to leave and get, get a better job, a quote-unquote better job. And he stuck around, and he's here for you, man. It, it's got to be su- something super cool and it gets overlooked. Nick, listen, that part right let, – let, let, let's, let's dig into that. Yeah. Right? Um, when you really think about it and you really drill down to the depths of that mm-hmm. – you could always chase greener pastures for more money. There's huge money opportunities out there, right? But I think he's thinking the long game. I've got this university to the championship game. I've been knocking at the door to, to the championship game. Now we're here. I can solidify a legacy. And I can stay in Cincinnati with job security for the next 20 years. Yeah. When somebody can go and get the five, 10, whatever millions that are like a Texas is offering or UCLA is offering or whatever, you know what I'm saying? You can go get it, but then you've got to rebuild it. And that then can cut your number short, right? You could be there only four years. You could be there only five. And now you've got to go back. Now you may not get another good job like Cincinnati. Well, what, you got to go now, maybe go to Ball State or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, I, let's, let's be real. Nebraska's kind of going through that. Scott Frost is kind of going through that, right? And I'm not saying that he was chasing the money. Obviously, it was a little bit different with him being coming to his alma mater where he played, won a national title with and everything. But think about it. It, it hasn't – he was the hottest coach in the country following that undefeated season at UCF. And everybody yeah. wanted him, even Nebraska fans, including myself, will say – they made the right decision in hiring him at that time because they had to. They, they There was no other choice. Yeah. And now it hasn't worked out as planned, and he's not even thought of as a top 20 coach in the country like he was. Yeah. And it's it, like yeah. like you just said, if it doesn't work this year, next year, whenever, if Nebraska decides to move on eventually, he's going to have to start from the bottom. And, and that's a really good point that you made. You don't get a second chance at, at rebuilding your career because everybody is going to be able to go back and say, well, remember when you did not have success at Nebraska? Remember when you failed miserably? at Nebraska? Like They're going to be able to go back and say that and point to that. That's tangible evidence, right? Especially at, especially at a head coaching position. Yeah. Right? Um, he could go back and be a, you know, go to an LSU or go somewhere mm-hmm. like that and be an OC. You know, you, yeah. may, you may have you good, but you're not going to be a head, probably a head coach unless you go like, you know, Buffalo Way down, or you yeah. go, you know what I'm saying? Somewhere like that. Right. Well, and you can't so, even you can't even put those group of fives like a UCF, uh, Cincinnati, BYU. You can't put those in that conversation now because they have officially signed agreements to move up. Like you just said, you're looking at Buffalo. You're looking at um, Bowling Green, Ball State. You're looking at Western Michigan Central. Like you're that's what you're looking at. And, and one guy, yeah. one guy to be exact. I mean, for sure with Jim McElwain. I don't know if you remember him. Went from remember. went from Colorado State to Florida. He was a he was a hot commodity. Left or got fired from Florida, and now he's at um, Central Michigan, I believe. At least he yeah. was at the beginning of last season, and so it, it it's a it's a cutthroat business. And 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 here's the crazy thing: UCF 
has still been playing pretty well, good football, they, you know? That's what I was just thinking the other night. Also, watching them, watching them play um, against They're Florida. They're the best team in yeah. Florida right now, bro. Yeah, I know. And, and we were, I was watching them go against Florida, and I was like, man, they, they worked through Josh Heupel, who's now at Tennessee, and now they went out and got Gus Malzahn, who was formerly at Auburn, and they haven't missed a step. They haven't missed a beat. Yeah. And and that yeah. I, I don't know what that speaks to because obviously I haven't been in those D1 locker rooms and been involved in a D1 program or, or anything like that. And, and maybe you can speak to this, but I don't know what that how much that speaks to the program or or just the guys that are in that room. I don't know which one um, that is. Which one of those two are more important? Is it the coaches laying the groundwork before them and those guys just fulfilling that no matter who their head coach is, or is it those guys willing to be coached? And that's a great point, Nick. Um, I think I think there's a dynamic that's creating parity all around, mm-hmm. whether it be at the professional level or whether it be um, at the collegiate level. And there's a lot of oversight because there's a lot of overhype. Ooh, right? Oh, Good, right? that 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 tugged, tugged tugged a little string there, Strick. There's a lot of oversight. Let me say that again to yeah. y'all listeners out there. Tap in at the at the text line at 402-464-5685 if you want to drop a line on us and tap in on this wonderful conversation that Nick and I are having. So listen, there's a lot of kids that are getting missed. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of two stars. There's a lot of walk-ons. There's a lot of three stars that are hungry. And there's five-star prima donnas that go to the big programs. They jump mm-hmm. in the transfer portal because they don't succeed. And these teams are solidifying themselves with some core guys, yep. some leadership. And then all of a sudden they're getting coached up by good coaching staffs. That part. And so that part. Yes. Development. Right. Development. Develop. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how hot your coach is, how, how, how high level of a coach he is. It, it, you got to develop the guys that are in your room. Yep. And you're not getting as much turnover at these programs, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, the, the kids they come, they realize there's there's a there's systematic things. Okay, yeah. I didn't win, but I'm here, and I'm getting my opportunity. I know my shot is coming, because if I transfer and go somewhere else, what am I going to do? I'm going to go to a smaller program. Oh yeah, I may shine, but I'm going to be taking these L's. I'm here at a good program. Yeah. Let me work my system. Let me work myself in. Let me be ready for next up. And that's what happens is the system begins to build themselves. And so these teams, you know, these these Iowa States and these, you know, teams like that, they shine for it. But when their when their system runs out, you know, then they've got to rebuild them back up. So they may have a down season or, or one or two, but then their next core guys will build. And then all of a sudden you'll see them spark and get a get a 10 and two or 12 and two season, you know, so. Yeah, I think that's that's a dynamic that's that's working. And so these kids got chips on their shoulders, man, and they they feel that, yo, I got overlooked. Yeah, Florida didn't want me, so what? Yeah. Or Georgia didn't want me. Let me go down to UFC and bust they down, you know. So I, that's that's how I think it looks. Is is a big part of that coaches being truthful and, and trustworthy and and having them all on the same page. Everybody in that locker room, whether you came in highly touted, highly rated, or whether you came on in the walk on program, it's same across the board, right? It has to be. Yeah, I, I would think so. Everybody, think everybody so. needs to be on the same page. Everybody has to be on the same page. There's no one greater than the than than the university. Mm-hmm. There's no one greater than the system. There's no, you know, 
we're gonna we're going to help you be the best you you can be and doing that you're gonna play the best you're gonna be prepared you're yeah. gonna be in shape you're gonna be able to compete against some of the best because we're gonna play some we're, we're not gonna just play scrubs we're gonna play some tough teams and we're gonna go out and we're gonna compete and and that's what's happening and that's why you're seeing some of these bowl these bowl victories and so forth and yeah. so on which uh, are happening quite uh, around, you know, you're seeing perennial teams that have been in the past, your West Virginia's, you know, they're, they're falling off and, you know, you're seeing like teams like SMU revamping and doing mm-hmm. things. And, you know, you're seeing all these younger teams that are finding, you know, the, the teams like Clemson, who you would have thought would have been in there in the race for things. Yeah. Shoot, they fell off the mark. ACC's down big time right now. Mm-hmm. For, uh, Florida state, Florida, Florida state's, state's wild right now. It's, it's crazy. I, I, I don't know. I don't know, I don't know how much you pay attention to recruiting or anything. I mean, Florida State being down there, I guess if Florida State, they lost the number one recruit and everybody turned on Mike Norvell in a in a blink of an eye. And obviously he hasn't been winning, but it, that just shows how fragile, fragile a program can be. And and Nebraska's kind of going through the same thing right now in terms of lack of success. But also, I think a big part of this is transfer portal. I think teams and programs learning and, and still learning how to utilize and, and use the transfer portal to their advantage. Some programs have found um, found success through the portal and through transfers sooner than others. But if you think about it, guys going into the transfer portal, um, it's it's more of do they have a goal when they go in? When they as as a player, do they have a, a goal in mind? What do they want to accomplish? Is it do they want to play Power Five? Do they want to be closer to home? A lot of these guys go in without a goal, and and then they don't get any love, and that's understandable mm-hmm. because they have no goal and what they want to accomplish. And, and without that, you kind of just left in the wind, and, and the transfer portal will eat you up if you're not there um, and understanding your priorities. If that makes sense. That's a good. That's a good thing. I want to tap in on that. What What do you think about the transport portal? portal? I, I think. I think it's. I think it's going to be good. Be, I, is it I, a detriment, or do you think it's well, a benefit? I, I look at a team like Michigan State. That's just the easiest one off the top of my head, and, and you get those instant impact guys like a Kenneth Walker, and and if you even look at Nebraska, you have a guy like Samori Toure that was an in, instant impact that boosted Samori's draft stock and absolutely helped Nebraska out. So you you have those guys. Um, I, I do wonder, and I, I would assume so, that there are a lot of guys, like I just said, that go in without a plan in mind. They don't know. They're just they just know that they're unhappy at one place, and so hey, I'm going to go in the transfer portal, and you expect to get all this love from all these high major institutions and and other schools that want you. Well, when you have no body of work at your previous school, it's hard for anybody else to want you, right? Especially in that big giant pool of all those other athletes that are just as good, if not better, than you. And and then what, you have. What do you think about Adrian Martinez? What do you What do you think? How is he going to fare in the, in the portal? Well, I I think he found a good fit at Kansas State. There was something that, and and we're going to have to take a break because we're running up against time. I suppose. Do you want to actually? Let's continue this conversation with Adrian on the other side. Is that all right? Sounds good. Let's get it. After this, we'll come back. We'll talk a little bit more about Adrian Martinez. How do we think he'll fare down at Kansas State? We'll be right back on the Strict Nine Show after this. Back to the Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Here is your host, former Husker and NBA vet, Eric Strickland.
We're back. I'm Eric Strickland here on 93.7 The Ticket. You can find us at theticketfm.com. You can tap in on YouTube, Twitch, all of the social media platforms at 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com app. Joining us again is my guy, Nick, filling in for DP, for Bach, as well as we miss Big Sky. Yeah. But it's all good. We got Nick. Hey, man, it's been a good show so far. Thanks for tapping in with us tonight. Oh, oh big time. Yeah, it's been a, it's been good. I, I enjoy having conversations with people, number one, I don't get to see every day, and, and number two, that I don't get to do a show with every day. So, I mean, me, me and Rico, you know Rico. Me, me and Rico, yeah, Rico. Me, and, me and Rico do one every day. So we, we, we good, but, I mean, it's, it's good to do a show with somebody that I don't get to every single day, so it's good. Absolutely. We thank you for our sponsor, Sutter Heyman Jewelers who is uh, giving us this, this wonderful platform that we're able to stream to you today. So we're going to continue on talking about Adrian Martinez, who had jumped into transfer portal. We found that Adrian was, a lot of people was considering him to possibly go to Cal, being that he's from Fresno. And yeah. they recruited him very heavily uh, out, of, out of that area. And so they thought that he was going to get a chance. But in a game of poker, if you have a flush that you drew right off the top, Kansas State has a flush yeah. right off the freaking uh, the draw, right off the draw. Mm-hmm. And that is a beautiful young lady named Marissa, <laughs> Marissa Weichel, yep. who plays soccer there at Kansas State. And that happens to be Adrian Martinez's girlfriend. So Kansas State definitely had the upper hand when they were going into that, when you thought you had a nice pair, a, <laughs> a, 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 a three of a kind, you, it didn't you, matter. Was running, you, you was running low on that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it didn't matter. And it'll be interesting to see how he fares at K-State. Uh, I'm actually pretty intrigued um, to see how he works in a Chris Kleiman offense because obviously here at Nebraska, it, it's so quarterback-centric. And the offense that they ran – Every year, basically, that he was here, it was so quarterback-centric. It was him running the football and him maybe throwing it. And that's that's also a knock kind of on this coaching staff, unfortunately, is that the, the lack of identity through the first four years. And you ask Adrian Martinez to be Superman so many times, you you have to eventually get to a point where you say enough is enough, and and this guy can't do everything. He can't keep you in ball games, and he can't win you in win you ball games every single Saturday. At some point, it has to. Um, the other guys around him have to help out. Whether that's the defense, which we saw this year, defense certainly helped out, but then somebody on the offense has to step up. Whether that's a running game, whether that's offensive line play, something has to. Um, go hand-in-hand with Adrian Martinez winning you football games. And so I'm curious to see how they how they use Adrian Martinez because now there's no Skylar Thompson down at K-State, their former quarterback. They're, Kansas State's known for um, a strong offensive line and a good running back game, and they have one in Deuce Vaughn, their running back, who's going to be returning and, and standing next to Adrian next year. I'm very intrigued to see how it works with, with Adrian not in a quarterback-centric offense where they're asking him to do so much every single time out. Yeah, I, I think it'll take the pressure off of him a little yeah. bit. I think he felt that he had a lot of pressure on his shoulders. He had to make things happen, make plays. I think there was a detriment to him that we saw over the last few years that he was very turnover-prone. We saw that 
you know, he had an opportunity to shine in, uh, in, in, in a lot of games this year. Yeah. You know, he had a lot of Tom Brady, a lot of, um, you know, uh, Aaron Rodgers types of moments where he had the mm-hmm. ball and they were they were driving for a chance to win, to tie or to, you know, to, to basically force some 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 tight action on the opposing teams. Mm-hmm. And he, he, he would fumble, throw an interception, drop yep. the ball not make the play, throw the ball over somebody's head where it was a second down. It could have pro- provided maybe a second and four, second and five, would put you in a better situation. But one thing you spoke about was was very interesting and is very true, is that there's a lack of identity. One of the things that Husker teams uh, for a while, and I think you've seen, I think I would venture to say, even up to Bo, Bo Pelini time frame, yeah. I think they had an identity. I mean, you kind of knew what, what what they were going to be about. I think Callahan was kind of all, you know, you, you, you knew what his identity was, yep. but they didn't really establish an identity under him as well. And, you know, the, the staffs thereafter. So I think they're, they're like, for example, when Osborne was here oh, and even yeah. after Osborne, there was an identity. Mm-hmm. We're going to run it down your throat. There's nothing you're going to be able to do about it. We're going to throw a wrinkle every now and then to just keep you off balance, but we're coming. And I mean, and I'm talking about with loaded boxes. Oh, absolutely. We're still coming. So that was an identity. Well, real, real world uh, example, just today, Air Force Louisville. I don't know if you saw any of those highlights or watched the game at all. Obviously, Air Force runs that triple option, runs the heavy run. And and it was when they needed, there was two two minutes, 15 seconds. Me and Jay and Tom were sitting here going, well, what, what's going to happen? I mean, Louisville has three timeouts, but you know Jay, Jay Foreman was saying, Nick, do they pass it here? Should they pass it? And I was like, nah, do what works. They know what works. They have confidence in it. And bam, a dude, uh, their running back runs it, or maybe even their fullback, gets a 10-yard gain on first down. It's those things where it's, hey, you know what we're running, we know what we're, run- we're running, but we're better than you at it, and, and you can't Definitely. stop us. And it's, it's not Definitely. necessarily being cocky, but it's being confident. <clears throat> and once again, falling back on on something Nebraska volleyball related because they're so successful, they always talk about falling back on their training, right? And, and you saw it with Air Force. They run the football down their defense's throat every single game. And it doesn't matter whether you're playing Louisville, whether you're playing Alabama, or whether you're playing Colorado State. They, they know exactly what they're going to do. They have a game plan, and they execute that game plan. And that's Absolutely. something that has not... Um, made its way to Lincoln quite yet under Scott Frost. You've heard what they want to do, but now we can even go into this conversation of quarterback in, in the future here, and that's a whole other rabbit hole that we could go down, Strick, is what what are their plans for, for a quarterback that they don't even have right now with a new offensive coordinator in a year that their back is up against the wall? It's it's wild to think about everything, all the little pieces that they have to find um, a solution for and, and fit in the puzzle perfectly this next season. It's it's very intriguing to see how they're going to work their their magic this season. Yeah, it's going to be um, it's going to be interesting, and <laughs> um, I, I really do. I, I would love to see an identity, and it, it's the same thing in basketball too. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't bingo. I, I would venture to say that this every it's in every sport in in uh, I think you kind of got an idea with Husker women's basketball, kind of how they're gonna play. 
You've Fun got to an watch, by the way. Baseball. You got an identity with baseball. Mm-hmm. You you know what they're going to bring. They'll they'll have you know they 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 hit and run and they do all of these things well and then they just have solid pitching and they're going to play defense. Yep. You know the little things. You know right. And, it's it's back to those little things like we talked about in yeah. the first segment. The the hustle. Right. Hustle things. Control what you can control. Take care of the little things. Because we saw it in football. We're seeing it in basketball now. It's the little things add up to major things. And that and Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.